0: Hey guys, so the 2020 NFL DFS season is right around the corner. By the looks of it, we will at least begin the season in some capacity, so we will definitely have a week one as it uh, seems. So I am putting together a 2020 NFL DFS season primer. It will be five episodes and all of the content for the most part you probably have already heard on this podcast at some point or another. Uh, I went back; um, I did a, a few episodes during the you know the beginning of the COVID nineteen shutdown. Um, I did some episodes last year, the year before that. Um, basically, what it looks at is a ton of millionaire maker trends, cash line trends, ownership, um, how the chalk does, how the Uber chalk does double up cash lines, things like that. Uh, But over the next few days, I will be just reposting some of that content to get everybody ready for the 2020 NFL DFS season. Now, because this information has been pulled from podcasts that happened, you know, a month ago, three months ago, a year ago, uh, all the information is still vitally important to the 2020 NFL DFS season. I went through all the podcasts, cut out things that, uh, didn't apply anymore. Um, but there may be, you know, I may reference COVID 19 or the shutdown at, at some point within the podcast, or I may reference, you know, it may sound like I, I, I never even heard of COVID 19. That means the podcast happened a little bit before uh, March of this year. But I went through, edited out anything that I didn't think was important to 2020, cut and pasted the most important stuff, added some new stuff and came out with a five-episode series that will get you ready for the 2020 NFL DFS season. So I hope you enjoy. Let's get into the episode. You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. So let's get into it. The first thing that I want to talk about is ownership percentage in the millionaire maker. So that's kind of what this podcast is going to be centered around. Um, And and I feel like there's so much to talk about in um, millionaire maker winning teams this year, how they uh, went about constructing their lineups. Um, Did they leave money on the table? What kind of player did they use in the flex? Um, the overall average ownership percentage of each position, um, and then comparing that with the last few years, The Millionaire Maker and GPPs in general will probably be um, a two or three episode uh, look at uh, 2019, 2018, and 2017. All right, so right off the bat, 2019 was an extremely chalky, Year, um, if you add up all the ownership percentages of every roster slot, the average total ownership uh, of 2019 millionaire maker winning team rosters was almost 120 percent at 119.7. Now going back to 2018, a little bit lower, 116.2. 2017, 109. One. So over the last two or three years, we've seen a drastic rise in the ownership percentage or the collective ownership percentage of the entire roster of millionaire maker winning teams. Now, we can surmise the reason for that. A lot more content providers coming out, a lot of different um, models and just overall, sharper players getting into the NFL DFS space and sharper players um, providing content to the players in in the NFL DFS space. So if we look at it position by position, it doesn't really look like much has changed relative to uh, the quarterback position over the last three years. Um, 2017, 8% was the average quarterback ownership in 2018, 8.3. 2019, 7.8. So the, so even though ownership as a whole has, we've seen um, increase greatly over the last two or three years, quarterback ownership has actually gone down. In fact, the highest owned millionaire maker winning quarterback was 19%. And then after that, there really wasn't A quarterback on a Millionaire Maker winning team over 15% and a ton were in the single digits, low single digits um, for 2.7, 1.6, 3.8, 2.1 in 2019. Just that we saw a ton of really low owned quarterbacks win the Millionaire Maker. So. The added ownership had to come from somewhere. Where did it come from? The RB1 slot, the most owned running back uh, on every team, did go up uh, fairly significantly from 2017. In 2017, the RB1 was owned on average 24.5%, and this year 27.5%, so a 3 percentage point jump at the RB1 position. and I think that had a lot to do with Christian McCaffrey. You know, he was highly owned for his stretch run there of just being dominant. And he he ended up being in a lot of Millionaire Mega winning lineups. So I think he had a lot to do with that. But we saw some huge RB1 ownership percentages. Um, there's a 50% owned RB in there. And I'm just looking at... Um, the numbers. I'm not looking at the actual players. I'm not sure who that is. I think that might be Jalen Samuels when he was 4K and um, went off in week nine. I'm not 100% sure though, but I will get into the specific players and how they fared from an ownership percentage uh, in in a later episode. Um, There was a 40%, a couple 30, high 30% owned running backs as well. So the RB1, I think the community as a whole is really getting better at Um, plugging in you know the bell cow running backs and the ones the the running backs that really do have a high percentage chance of you know eclipsing 30 fantasy points they've been just a little bit sharper at being able to pick those out which is why i think we've seen an increase in the rb1 percentage however at the rb2 spot um the ownership percentage is actually down 4 percentage points from last year. In 2018, the average RB running back uh, 2 was owned 9.3% and down to 15.2 in 2019. Uh, in 2017, it was actually 13%. And the way I broke this out into RB1, RB2, it's not the, uh, the most expensive or the running back that scored the most points. It's simply the RB1 for the purposes of these... Uh, ownership percentage is just the most highly owned running back. So the most highly owned running back is the RB1, and then the second highest owned is the RB2. If one was in the flex, they would be put in the flex from there. At wide receiver, things got a little bit different in 2019 as well. The community as a whole did a lot better at Projecting wide receivers this year, and you'll see that when we get to the specific players and how often wide receivers and running backs uh, hit their salary-based expectations based on their ownership percentage, etc. We'll do that um, a few episodes from now. But uh, as far as wide receiver ones uh, this year, the top wide receiver in terms of ownership was a flat 20% owned compared to 16.8 in 2018 and 19.5 in 2017 um and i mean you know will fuller and christian kirk just stick out in my mind both those guys were so heavily owned the weeks that they put up 50 burgers and they had really done not much to that point in the season i couldn't believe that will fuller was like 25 i i believe it was week five i came in second in a gpp uh, I can't remember which one it was, but I did come in second in the GPP in Week 5 thanks to Will Fuller and Austin Eckler. I remember it well. And I couldn't believe that Will Fuller was almost 25% owned in that GPP because to that point in the year, the first four games of the year, he really hadn't done much, and obviously he exploded. And then Christian Kirk, his three-touchdown game against the Bucks, really hadn't been performing all that well. I mean, yeah, he had a pretty steady... Um, stat line uh, for much of the season before but i mean he was super high owned and then all of a sudden bang three touchdowns against the bucks so it just shows you that the community as a whole is getting a little bit sharper on um, what spots wide receivers are going to flourish in and you know basically getting them in in their lineups from there um, wide receiver uh, again chalkier in 2019. Wide receiver two 10.3%, which was about a percentage point higher than the wide receiver two in 17 in 2017-2018. And, and then wide receiver three 6.7% was the average ownership percentage for the wide receiver three, which was about uh, a percentage point and a half higher than 2017. And 2018 um, tight end a little bit chalkier in 2019 as well um, up from 2017 which was 11.6% this year 13.4% for tight ends and even the flex position 6.3% average ownership in 17 uh, up to 8% average ownership in 19 so just every position as a whole Got a little bit chalkier in 2019. I mean, really minus quarterback and RB1. Everything else kind of shot up. Defense stayed the same. 10-8, 10-9, 10-8 across the board. Um, Pretty similar. Uh, As I mentioned, the total ownership percentage from 17 was 109.1, 116.2 in 18, and then 119.7 in 2019. That puts the average ownership in each lineup across 2019 at about 13.3%. But we saw some super chalky lineups in 2019. In fact, of the last 50 Millionaire Maker contests, five of the top seven most chalky lineups um, came this year. In 2019, there was um, two weeks where the total ownership amongst all nine positions was over 170 total ownership percentage points. Um, and like I said, you know, there's been seven times in the last 50 Millionaire Makers where the combined ownership was over 140, and five of those were this year Um, just a ton of ownership and you know if you break it down there have been some massively owned singular positions throughout 2019 Uh, as i mentioned uh, rb1 there was a ton of um, rb1's over 35 percent owned in the winning millionaire maker lineup Um, tight end uh, chalk hit a bunch Um, i believe austin hooper was like 37 percent owned when he was in the millionaire maker lineup i know Tyler Higby had a few uh, appearances in winning Millionaire Maker lineups, over 25%. So, I mean, just chalk just smashing this year. And we'll have to keep an eye on it in 2020 to see if that was uh, a trend that is going to continue. Um, it looks as though from 2017 to 2019, pretty steady incline in chalk uh, throughout millionaire maker positions. So we'll see if that continues in 2020. I don't want to make you believe though that there weren't um, players who were low owned in any of these lineups. Obviously there were uh, dart throws that panned out that are what separated some of these millionaire maker winning teams. But it seemed as though um, it was kind of like a barbell approach this year. There, there was a ton of high-owned players in lineups and then, um, you know, some really, really low-owned players under 5% uh, in those lineups where, you know, they had a, a monster, chalky player go off. So that will be it for this podcast. Um, I do want to spread out the content Uh, And keep these podcasts relatively short. So just a quick rundown of some of the things that I have planned. Obviously, this podcast, we talked about percentages over the last three years in the Millionaire Maker, how they compared total percentages of lineups. And, you know, I thought one of the most telling stats was that um, of the seven chalkiest Millionaire millionaire Maker winning teams, five of them have been or were, were won in 2019. That's huge. Some things to come on subsequent episodes, lineup construction trends. How did um, these players, these millionaire maker winning players construct their lineups? Did they run it back? Uh, How often did they run it back? Did they stack their running backs with defenses? How did they stack um, their quarterback? Things of that nature. Were any of them um, unstacked, you know, naked? How many lineups over the last three years had those types of stacks? Who are they putting in the flex spot? How much money are they leaving on the table? Um, I'm going to do a, uh, an episode about how often you have to kind of find a dart throw. How many lineups uh, have players under 10%, under 5%. Um, we're going to talk about cash lines in double ups. We're going to talk about how often the most touted players every week. And this is one of the fav- my most favorite things that I do. How often the most touted players hit cash and GPP value over the last 17 weeks um, of this season? Basically what I do for that one is, you know, go to Fanshare Sports where they curate all of the touts information and say, you know, Matthew Stafford is the most touted quarterback this week. Um, So before the week starts, you know, not necessarily based on how the ownership shakes out, but based on information we have when we're making our lineups, um, we would think that Matthew Stafford might be the chalkiest quarterback that week. Uh, and we go from there and I'll pick you know a few of the most touted players per, per position each week and see if they hit cash value, if they hit GPP value. I'm also going to have an episode about how often the Uber chalk hits. So when a player is 50% owned. Is he more likely to hit value than when a player is 40% owned or 30% owned or 20% owned? I think that should um, be a really interesting uh, episode as well. And then the ownership percentages of the highest scoring players at each position. So for each week of 2019, I'm going to go back and see what quarterbacks scored the most points, what was their percentage owned, what running backs scored the most points, what was their percentage owned across um, different contests and we'll try to spot trends and and kind of see how we can use that information to be better daily fantasy players in 2020. Okay, so I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the 2020 NFL DFS primer series. I hope you learned something that will make you a better NFL DFS player in 2020. And lastly, I hope that you would go and give this podcast a five-star rating and review on wherever it is you get your podcast. It goes a long way in helping this show stay free, and I would greatly appreciate it. You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS Podcast with Pat James.